0: What day afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3 The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3 Good afternoon and welcome to The Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3 Today we speak to Datuk Paul Subramanian, president of the Oxbridge Society Now if you are unfamiliar with it the Oxbridge Society is actually made up of people who graduated from Oxford and Cambridge, pretty much. Is that correct?
1: Yes, absolutely okay.
0: correct. Uh, all right. And we're going to talk about several things, the CSR that the society gets involved with. Um, we're also going to demystify what the society is about, which I think is very important. But for starters, welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to this conversation. And. Um, You invited me to attend the Bicentennial Carol Service, so why don't we start by talking about
1: that. Why is this Bicentennial Carol Service so important? First of all, Clarissa, thank you for including uh, me in this program Mm -hmm. to talk a little bit about the Bicentennial Service Mm -hmm. and also maybe to just, as you've said already, demystify a little bit about the Oxbridge Society, Mm -hmm. which I know many people will think is elitist. But I'll come to that in a moment. Yes, we will. Okay. The Bicentennial, it's actually a carol service. Mm -hmm. It's being organized on two nights, tomorrow, 12th and the 13th Mm -hmm. of December. And the idea came about because there was a sense that the tradition of Christmas is inclusive. Mm -hmm. Carol services are very powerful and people sing carols from all faiths. And we did feel that at the end of the chronological year this year, with the end of the Bicentennial celebrations, that one of the strongest ways of unifying people is to have everyone together enjoying the tradition of Christmas, but in a place where different faiths would come together. Mm -hmm. The whole ethos of Singapore has been built around an improbable society with tremendous fault lines, but that diversity being harnessed to create a common purpose, a common sense of understanding and a strength in our diversity. So this is a way to really celebrate that diversity. To put it as an idea and to propose it, we had to be sensitive to the various um, issues and the strands within society Mm -hmm. and it had to be seen to be inclusive. It is inclusive. We are very fortunate that the interreligious organization and all the religious leaders of Singapore are going to be standing shoulder to shoulder next to each other in the cathedral at the service, giving thanks to God Mm -hmm. in their own different ways, um but giving thanks to god for the blessings that singapore has enjoyed over 200 years but it's not just a looking back at history i think it's also taking stock of a what we have hope maybe yes what has made us a nation <laughs> and what it is that's going to continue to undergird guide us for the future right our diversity actually is our strength and we have used the differences of culture of nuances and of religion in this country to create actually a melting pot that is global and is a hub. It's interesting you say that because
0: whenever (coughs) I travel, everyone I come into contact with always asks, where am I from? And then they'll say, oh, Singapore can't be because isn't Singapore part of China or Singapore is part of this or isn't it part of Malaysia? And, you know, globally, we have this reputation for being from everywhere, We've got all kinds of races here. We've got all kinds of accents. We've got a lot of different religions represented in Singapore. And that's what makes us unique. So different people from different parts of the world have different perspectives of what we all are. But actually, when you look at it, we're a little bit of all those things. We all eat Indian food. We all eat Malay food. We all eat Chinese food. We all know how to order in different languages as well in Singapore. I think that diversity makes us very unique. I love being Singaporean.
1: So do I. And I take (laughs) tremendous pride. And when people ask me the same question, you know, it always is is a real eye-opener to them to say, actually, we represent in a small conurbation, Mm -hmm. really in many ways a little… United Nations, a mini United Nations, because the two largest societies of humanity, the mm-hmm. Chinese and the Indians, are represented here with the richness of their traditions and their cultures. And then we have the Muslim culture, the Arabs who came here early on. And all of that fusion has actually created out of what was regarded in 1965 as a questionable nation mm-hmm. a society which is not just a little red dot, but it punches well above its weight because. People come here and feel comfortable. I remember once being asked, why is it that so many Indian NRIs enjoy Singapore so much and Mm -hmm. choose to live here? And I said, probably because it's the neatest and the most organized Indian city in the world, (laughs) 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 which created a lot of laughs, but it's probably true. For them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And that's replicated in so many ways. And that's also why for the Bicentennial Service, Mm We have close to 20 ambassadors coming from different parts of the world. We're going to have ambassador of Israel. We're going to have ambassadors from the Middle Eastern countries. We're standing shoulder to shoulder as well from the Western countries, from the friends of Singapore as well as those from countries that know Singapore slightly less in historic terms but are now good friends of the nation. And they're all there because they recognize the uniqueness of Singapore and how it is that in this little microcosm, of one of the densest places on planet Earth, mm-hmm. 8,000 people per square kilometer right. living on top of each other. We're Getting been able, along. Yes, we get along and there's harmony. And there's harmony, I think, because from the earliest, my earliest recall as a child, and I'm thinking back, I'm now in my 60s, mm-hmm. I was always told that what binds us is stronger than what divides us. Absolutely. Secondly, I think all of us in this country are at least bicultural. We know our historic roots of the tribe or whoever we are, what our race is, but mm. we know at least one other. We're seeing also a lot more fusion in terms of these cultures, intermarriages, etc. but people picking from each, and I think that's another strength. And I think the third thing is working together as a group of people, to create harmony is not something that is taken for granted. It's a work in progress, and people work at it. And this service is working at that understanding, that shared concepts of what strengthens us together, and the only way you dismiss and dispel prejudices mm-hmm. is if you know what the other people actually are thinking what underlies their belief systems and you have a healthy respect and understanding without those that respect it's very hard to actually avoid issues like for example prejudices right so we were, so again it's a continuous work in progress never taken for granted
0: Well, I hope we never do take it for granted. We are speaking to Dato Paul Subramanian, president of the Oxbridge Society. Before we get to some of the CSR that the society does, perhaps we should look at the society itself. You're right to bring up that Oxford and Cambridge are both schools that people tend to think are elitist. Now, we send our brightest children to Oxford or Cambridge. My parents were very clear. They didn't have a smart enough daughter to go to Oxford or Cambridge. So I went somewhere else. So full disclosure, same country, different area. (laughs) I didn't go to Oxford or Cambridge, but my very intelligent friends did. So that elitism that you're speaking of, to some extent, it is what we aim for. You know, as a student, you want to be the top 10% of your school, of your cohort, so you can attend schools like Oxford and Cambridge. So you want to dispel that elitism. Why?
1: You know, (laughs) what you said, actually, Clarissa, is hugely interesting and important. And I think it would be wrong of me to say we don't recognize that people regard us as elitist. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to put a different perspective on sure. it. And that is, I think we can be held up as a pinup model mm-hmm. of social mobility in this country. The Singapore dream is to do well. Sure. and. The maxim here is that every neighborhood a good neighborhood, every school a good school. Mm -hmm. And social mobility actually works and we see it in the Oxbridge Society because more than 50% of our members come from backgrounds where their parents were not privileged. Mm -hmm. The Singapore system has worked. They have, and I think the Singapore dream is if you work hard, if you have guts, if you have gumption, you can pull yourself up by, the boots, by your bootstraps. And even if you can't afford to get to, the, to these top universities, mm-hmm. whether it's Stanford or Yale, and NUS is right up there, mind you, um, you can actually get help from the government to send you to these places. So the Singapore dream remains social mobility has helped a lot of people. I mean, Chan-Chun Seng is an example, single-parent family, Mm -hmm. improbable start in life, rented accommodation, went to Cambridge, now a very important member of the 4G. And that is the example, I think, within the Oxbridge Society of social mobility at work. The second thing is, we don't take the fact that we have... More than half of our members have got to Oxford and Cambridge on somebody else's dime, Mm -hmm. the government's dime. So that's never forgotten. So people have a sense of wanting to put back. And I remind our younger members, those who've been caught up in the rat race in their 30s and 40s, wanting to build their careers, yes, that's very well and good. But we need to be able to put back into society. So we have a boat race. And around the tradition of the boat race, we raise funds for NCC. We started a series of lectures, an annual lecture series called the Hard Seats, which we named after Mr. S.R. Northern, because when he came to talk to us, Mm -hmm. and he came to talk to a small group just before he died, and he said, Paul, make sure the people coming to meet me are the ones who would not normally get a chance to meet me. And I want to see your younger members, because I want to leave an imprint. And we were all sitting in a comfy chairs, and he came in, and I gesticulated to him to the sofa and said, Mr. Nathan, this is for you. We all stood up. And he said, no, I want a hard seat. This country was built on the fact that my generation sat on hard seats and believed in hard seats. And then he exhorted us to put back into society to be prepared to sit on hard seats to go against the tradition of complacency and comfort. And I've been stressing that to our younger members. I think next year I'd like us to look at climate change and to see how we can value add in that debate. And I hope that you succeed simply <clears throat> because I'm going to
0: assume that members of the Oxbridge Society are either already in positions or will be in positions to affect change.
1: Yes, I think they're privileged. Mm -hmm. Not all of them go on to sort of reach the very top in multiple spheres. You know, some choose to take alternative lifestyles, and that's good. Um, Some from the admin service go into the private sector. I think that's extremely healthy. Um, And there are some who choose to take an alternative track to go in and do CSR full-time, to pursue their passions and to become creative innovators with startup businesses. And I think that's very positive. What we don't have enough of, and I think that that's something we have to be honest about, is that not enough of our people from the Oxbridge Society are in the caring industries at the interface in dealing with elder care, in dealing with nursing. Mm-hmm. I think we need good people in every sphere of life, um, and maybe we should be actually sending people down those streams as well, who mm-hmm. are the brightest and best.
0: Well, that will be interesting. I, I don't <coughs> know if... Um, Somebody who went to Oxford or Cambridge
1: would want to come back and be a nurse. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's very interesting because, you know, nurse trainers and, and public health experts mm-hmm. very often can become useful policymakers to shape ideas with an aging population. I mean, the whole idea of elder care, I think, and the the cutting edge of it is the people who are interacting every day and seeing the challenges of, for for example, geriatric medicine and how you deal with it with a different lens and a different perspective. In the same way, hopefully, we're going to see our members active in things like animal sciences Mm -hmm. and talking about and in renewables. So... So many different pathways, and and it'll be good that we get more diversity. I think the important thing is we've we've got privilege, and with privilege comes responsibility and duty. Absolutely, that is absolutely true. And that must never be
0: forgotten. Absolutely not. Before I let you go, let's talk about some of the future plans. Since we are talking about a nice good look back through the Bicentennial Carol service, along with a nice look forward, what are the future plans within the next few years for Oxbridge Society, how would you like to get more involved with, perhaps the more unfortunate within our society here?
1: Gosh, that's a very good question, and I think it's a challenging one because you're throwing down a gauntlet <laughs> to us, and we need to give it due thought and consideration. I hope this doesn't sound like a Humphrey Apple, <laughs> <laughs> the answer, and come come back with some concrete ideas and thoughts on it, but. Just thinking about how we would approach these issues, you know, we're steadfastly apolitical. Mm -hmm. That gives us an element of credibility. We're not partisan. When we have our fireside chats, Mm -hmm. which are sort of a salon, political salon type ideas and thoughts, they're open interactions with policymakers here. And we give honest feedback, not necessarily what they want to hear, but they're prepared to listen and engage with us. So on that basis, what you've said is actually extremely true. There are challenges of how we can help the weaker members of society. Mm -hmm. I think our biggest fault lines may not end up being racial or religious, but it could be between the haves and the have-nots looking forward. And we have to think about those. And our younger members, I think, need to be the ones driving that initiative. If we can inject them with that sense of commitment at this bicentennial that this country was built on the shoulders of great people and we are the beneficiaries of it and to us now falls the responsibility to carry the torch forward and if our younger members can embrace that and realize in their hearts and minds Mm -hmm. that they need to put back into society, I think that is the first start. There must be an intent, a willingness. Then they can talk about what would be the easy low-hanging fruit where you can make the biggest impact with limited time because many of them are extremely busy. All right. Well, I'm going to give you the opportunity to go back with
0: your society and really think about it and, and have the dialogues about it. And I would love to bring you back and talk about what those future plans could be. Thank you. I'd be delighted (laughs) to come back. I
1: don't know if I'll still be the president of the society at that time, but whoever my successor might be at that stage, or it may still be me. Um, Yes, we'd like to to be able to interact, and I think we're going to take this extremely seriously, what you've said, and we're not just going to pay lip service to it. We're going to, to action it and come back with a concrete plan.
0: I look forward to that Thank conversation.
1: You. Thank you, Clarice.
0: We've been speaking to Dato' Paul Subramanian, President of the Oxbridge Society. This is MoneyFM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.